We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. Stress, exercise, and sweet, sweet sleep, baby. All right, so we've all been there. Not enough sleep. You get tired, you're cranky, you're irritable. Um, or you have one of those days where you're just incredibly lazy and didn't do any physical activity. And uh, and now we're moody and you know feel worthless and we're stressed out. Uh, it turns out the same actually happens to our dogs. However, there are some slight differences between dogs and us in our sleep cycles. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly professional team and offer conventional medicine, dentistry, and surgery, as well as integrative options such as acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, and more. We emphasize fresh foods because you wouldn't want to eat processed food every day, right? Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, or Facebook, or give us a call at 614-888-2100. You ever notice how your dog just conks out whenever he wants, wherever he wants, halfway off the bed, halfway on the bed, halfway on the couch, on the couch, wherever they want, any time of day. Could be, you know, crazy stuff going on in the background. They don't care. Well, it turns out our dogs nap throughout the day and on average sleep about 12 to 14 hours per day. Uh, puppies even up to 20 hours a day. So, you know, of course, it depends on their age and breed and size, et cetera. But that's half of their lives that they're they're under. <laughs> They're totally passed out. But the big difference in the way dogs sleep and the way we sleep is that only 10% of their total sleep time per day is in that REM cycle. So as a comparison, we as humans spend about 25% of our sleep time in the REM cycle. So REM meaning the, the rapid eye movement where your eyes are moving all around your head all crazy, um, but aren't sending are not sending any visual signals to the brain. So REM sleep in particular plays an important role in, in our memory, in our dog's memory, uh, dreaming and emotional processing, brain development. Um, so obviously, you know, very, very important. And uh, also, by the way, since dogs are pretty much never in the REM cycle, like I said, they're only in that REM 10% of their total time sleeping out of the 14 hours per day. Since they're not in that deep sleep, this is why they can jolt up from their what seem what is seemingly a, a deep slumber, they'll jump up and you know even if they hear the FedEx truck from like eight, you know eighteen blocks away, they'll, they'll still jump up right, so they can like wake up at an instant and um, be ready to go. Also, because dogs are only in that REM cycle for ten percent of the total time they're sleeping, they need more sleep, more time under than we do. So um, in the Forever Dog by Doctor uh, Karen Becker and Ronnie Habib, they talk about this, but they say that. They require more total sleep to compensate for the lack of deep sleep. So again, because only 10% of their their total sleep time is in that REM cycle, is in that deep sleep, um, they need to sleep more, more than we do, a lot more than we do. Outside of our REM cycles, though, dogs and humans do have some, some similarities when it comes to sleeping. Both dogs and humans experience 
events during sleeping called sleep spindles. And these are like short bursts of uh, like electrical activity in the brain. And the really kind of the important thing is that the frequency of these these spindles, these jolts of electric activity in the brain, um, is connected to how well both humans and dogs retain new information that they learned prior to falling asleep. So it's it's kind of it's how both you know canines and and humans consolidate memories, which is. <laughs> I don't know, which kind of makes me believe that I don't experience these these spindles because my wife says I don't. My memory is completely shot. So, but in all seriousness, this is the you know this the important detail to be learned here is that dogs um, with more frequent sleep spindles during their naps are proven to be better learners than dogs with less frequent sleep spindles. Point is, just let your damn dog rest. You know, I, and I'm guilty of this too. I'll have June at the shop with me. June's actually here today. She's behaving a little bit better today. Came a little prepared with uh, some bones for her. But I'm guilty of this too. You know, I have June at the shop with me a lot. And, you know, she's a puppy, so she's she sleeps a lot. And But if someone comes in and they want to pet her, I'll wake her up, you know, because I want her to be, you know, socialized and so forth. And but I, sh- I need to be better at just kind of letting her get a rest and do her thing. So, and by the way, this is, I don't know if I said this, this is also true for humans. The more, the frequency of those sleep spindles, the better, the better learners we are. So we are so proud of our sponsor today, our friends at Steve's Real Food, who help make the Fangs and Fur podcast come true. Steve's makes real food from locally sourced ingredients that enable you to give your dog or cat nutritional meals every single day with no fillers, no preservatives. Anthony, what do you like best about Steve's? I like a lot of things about Steve's, but one is their long history. They've been doing it longer than most. The second thing is they use whole food and only whole food ingredients. They don't use synthetics. It's just real simple whole food. What do you mean simple? Well, when people look on the back of a bag of kibble, they see a long list of ingredients that most people don't even know what they are. You'd almost have to be a chemist to know. When they come into Fangs and Fur, I'll pull out a box of Steve's Real Food and I'll show them what's in their food. And what you see is beef, beef heart, beef liver, beef kidney, raw goods, milk, broccoli, and a bunch of other whole food, real food. And Mozzie likes it too, so of course I'm a big fan. I know Anthony and I love their mission statement to produce food that is good for your pet and the land that they walk on. So come into our shop, Fangs and Fur, to learn more about Steve's from Anthony or visit stevesrealfood.com. Also, another interesting fact is that wolves, before they lie down to sleep, will actually circle around to position themselves so that they can better monitor the direction of the wind and be ready for anything that comes at them. And it turns out our dogs our dogs have kept this trait that they got from their wild ancestors. And it comes in the form of circling or scratching the ground and spinning around. I, I think most of us have, have seen this, experienced this, or you know, our own dogs do it frequently where they kind of scratch their crate at night or their bed before they go down, or even if it's the couch or the bed. June does this, you know, when she goes into her crate, like especially at night, you know, the scratching. And, and this is something that they do in the wild too, um, you know, just to make sure there's no critters around and there's no snakes lurking, et cetera. So I don't know, I'm always interested in, in different traits that dogs still have from their ancestors. So that's why they do that. And I know a lot of dogs will spin around like obsessively for a while until they, until they kind of settle in. So, I thought this was a really fascinating lesson from the forever dog about how dogs sleep and why rest or or sleep is so important to them, but also how their sleep cycles differentiate from ours. So you may think your dog sleeps all day, or or maybe you think your dog sleeps too much, but 
it turns out that it's what they need. This is this is what they do, and it's it's really important for them to get their rest. So they sleep, and then they wake up, and they go ham. It's kind of how they roll. I think we often forget about this when it when it comes to our dogs, but it's it's clearly, in my opinion, it's clearly as important, if not more important, than actual physical activity or or exercise. Which leads me to my next point: exercise. We all know exercise is is super important for for us and for our dogs. And so I'm sorry if I'm I'm beating a dead horse here, but but since we're talking about sleep and and rest, it's also important to state that exercise is critical for dogs and humans. It has been exercise that is has been scientifically proven time and time again to be vital when it comes to supporting a healthy body and mind. Literally all of the following are benefits of of exercising. So anything from managing metabolism, managing blood sugar levels, balancing our, our or our dog's hormones, reducing inflammation in the body, maintaining a, a healthy muscle tone and ligament tone, maintaining strong bones, increasing blood flow and oxygen to the cells, increased mood, decreased stress, healthier heart and brain, and improved sleep. So it's kind of full circle. But I always like to tell a lot of our customers that like the, the core focus for your dog should be you know nutrition sleep and exercise and also you know those are should be your your core focus as well for yourself but yeah so i'm about to go into a monologue here um because it's something i'm pretty passionate about but you know we live we live in a country where 70 percent of people are are being medicated by pharmaceutical companies and almost 60 percent of our pets are being medicated via the same pharmaceutical companies. So so I ask you, how many of these cases, and I'm not saying all these cases can be resolved by this, but how many of these cases could be resolved without without all this this over-medication, without all these pills? Um, and instead, just putting that, that energy and that focus on, on the three items I mentioned before, you know, nutrition, cutting out processed food, sleeping, you know, ensuring we're getting ample sleep, turning those phones off at night, not falling asleep with the TV on, et cetera. Um, and exercise, at least, you know, trying to get our heart rate up at least two to four times a week, you know, get some, a good, a good sweat in. So, and, and this is why, this is why dogs are also so awesome too, because they, they force us to go outside, um, to move, to be, to be better for them, especially right now. I mean, this is the time of year we're going in, we're in the fall season, um, going into winter, but this is, it's a great time to get outside with your dog. And I think most of us kind of see in our dogs too, they kind of get more energy when it starts cooling down. And it's just kind of a good motivation to get us to go outside too. Of course, it's not the easiest route to take, you know, um, but the payoff is your life. It's your dog's life. It's your cat's life. So there's, there's a lot at stake here. Feed your pet food made from the freshest and healthiest ingredients found in Steve's Real Food. Every Steve's formula is pH balanced and uses only 100% natural, high quality USDA inspected free range meats and unprocessed whole and functional foods. Plus, it's loaded with beneficial bacteria from goat milk. See how much better your pet will feel after just a few weeks on Steve's Real Food. Find out more in the podcast show notes. Question that we get, not often, but I've I've gotten this question before is, is it okay if my dog sleeps in the bed with me? Which is, um, since it kind of relates to what we, we talked about today. Uh, I guess my answer is kind of yes and no. I would say if your dog is is new, puppy, or, or is, if it's not potty trained, uh, if they're not potty trained, um, or if you're a light sleeper, 
you know, in these situations, I'd probably say it's not the best idea. But, you know, if your dog wants to sleep in bed with you, then I'd say, you know, that's that's okay. That's fine. Um, you know, for example, just out of my own situation at home, Mozzie, he was never crate trained. I wish he was. Um, I just didn't know enough at the time, but he's he was never crate trained. So he kind of sleeps, I mean, he'll sleep he'll sleep on a couch some nights. He'll sleep, he'll sleep in my bed some nights. If one of my kids is sleeping in my bed, he'll sleep in their bed. So he's, he's kind of all over. He just kind of finds where what's most comfortable for him. But he's also, he doesn't, he doesn't move around in bed. I'm a light sleeper, but he doesn't move around. Um, he stays there until I wake up in the morning. So, you know, for him, that's, that's just what we've, I guess, you know, when I was younger and, and single and didn't have kids and all that, you know, he would, he was sleeping in my bed almost every night. So I think that's just kind of what he's used to. Juniper, on the other hand, uh, you know, she, I'm trying to crate train her and it's, it's awesome. Cause you know, she goes in there. I can tell she really likes being in the crate. Like she's, she feels really comfortable. And I think we have to, there is this, I don't know. There's this like, I don't, I don't know what to call it. I guess like a rumor that like crates are like bad. Like dogs don't want to be in crates and, and it's like a, a form of abuse or something. I don't know, something bizarre. But I think we have to remember that dogs are, you know, they're, if you look at their ancestry, I mean, they're den animals. This is what they do. They they like to stay in dens and, and it makes them feel much more safe. And it's this is true. Like once you, if you do it right and you crate train your dogs, they'll go in there themselves. Um, you know, especially if they don't feel comfortable or they're scared and, um, it's a den for them. It's it's a very comforting place for them. So June does great in there. I mean, so she, obviously she's crate trained or being crate trained. So at night I put her in there and she oh, she does it. I can she'll circle and scratch a little bit and then she's out. She's out. She'll fall asleep until I wake up in the morning. So and I don't know. Maybe at some point I'll let her out and um, let her sleep in the bed or I guess give her the the option to if she wants. Because there are benefits, and Dogs Naturally uh, magazine actually outlines uh, these benefits. It's it's kind of interesting, but you know, they say you know, dogs make us happy, right? So interacting with them helps produce uh, oxytocin, which actually promotes better REM sleep. So like we were talking about, that better better deep sleep. So that's pretty neat. They can obviously you know ease anxiety and even insomnia. Interacting with your dog obviously lowers blood pressure and decreases hypertension. There's even some research research that shows that um, it actually strengthens your bond with them, having them in your bed with you. So, and again, since we're in fall time, approaching winter, they keep you warm. I didn't, I didn't actually know this. Um, I mean, I did know that, but I didn't know that uh, when I was when I was preparing for this podcast, um, and they were talking about the the kind of the benefits of the dog sleeping in the bed with you. It talks about how the band um, three dog night is actually an expression meaning you know it's it's so cold that you need three dogs in the bed with you to keep you warm which yeah <laughs> Brett's looking at me I got no idea I had no idea either and most of you probably don't even know the band I only know it because my dad used to listen to like the oldie station uh driving around they sing that one song mama told me not to come yeah that one I don't know there's definitely some benefits to have them in the bed I know some people say absolutely not um don't, you know, don't have them in the bed with you, but I think there's some benefits and I think it's very situational. You know, it depends on the dog, depends on you. And if it's the right situation, sorry, I'm trying to grab Juniper here. Yeah. And I think you can, you kind of know the situation, you know, your dog, know yourself. And, um, I definitely am a huge fan though of, of crate training, at least giving them that option. Um, especially after they've been crate trained to either sleep in their crate 
when they want or sleep in a bed, kind of whatever makes them more comfortable and, and works for you as well. So anyways, I hope this, uh, I hope this episode, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You know, please give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, leave a review. I love feedback. Still learning the best way to go about these podcasts and trying to get critical information out to people. Um, or if you have any topics that you'd like to learn about, let us know. Thanks again. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangsandfurpets. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.